Who wants to fuck robots? Apparently everybody. Loitering in Wonderland, Westworld Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW Westworld Review, episode three. Today's episode is 101, the original. Not the original show, movie, thing, but the the episode is about the original robot, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so I was thinking, and I kind of made a little list here in a few minutes. It, I, I was like, oh, there's so many fucking TV shows now based on movies. So I decided to make a list as quickly as I could without really thinking that far into it. So there's probably a lot more I'm missing. But this is just some of the shows that popped into my mind right away. Okay, first of all, let me say this this, uh, this TV show is directed and created by Jonathan Nolan. I have officially seen the first four episodes, and it was about episode two where I went, yeah, I want to do a review show on this, but you know, it took me time to create the logo and shit like that, and I wanted to watch the two movies first so I can do it all in order, and here we are. Anyway, Jonathan Nolan created it. I love Jonathan Nolan. He wrote Memento, one of my favorite movies, my second favorite movie, actually, after Shawshank. So, big Jonathan Nolan fan, as well as Christopher Nolan. Anyway, let's get to that list real quick. I, I was just thinking of movies that were based on, or TV shows that are based on movies. There we go. Um, it's not, they have a better track record than movies based on video games. Those are never good, for the most part. Um, but they don't have as good a record as movies based on comic books. Anyway, um, 12 Monkeys, Limitless, Frequency, The Exorcist, Lethal Weapon, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Fargo, Uncle Buck, From Dust Till Dawn, Scream, Hannibal, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of, Minority Report, Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp, Odd Couple, and Teen Wolf. Those are just some of the ones I thought of real quick. And it is becoming more and more... Uh, it's just happening a lot more often. I think they're getting lazy as shit, and they're like, hey, that movie did well, or that movie has an interesting premise. Let's go ahead and stretch that out. And sometimes the movie is, like, super fucking old. Like, The Exorcist is from 73, and they're like, yep, time for a new movie, or time for a TV show based on that. Hannibal, I don't get why they're doing that. Um, I mean, it's working, obviously. I also forgot um, the one based on Psycho, whatever the fuck that one's called, I forget. But I could do that one, too. The, um... White Hot American Summer, that was an interesting one. I watched all of that. I like that movie, though, but it was, I don't know why they did a TV show. It seems kind of strange. The Odd Couple, that's unnecessary. Team Wolf, who gives a shit? Um, Winnerator Report, I think they already got canceled. Limitless was probably the strangest one because that movie was okay, and that was it. The rest of those movies are, like, at least known. I, Limitless was just some random fucking movie. It's just they're just going off the premise, pretty much. And that, I think Limitless is the most... Um, com- comparable to Westworld here. As far as the movie's okay, but like the premise is really interesting. So that's what they're going off. Anyway, the opening sequence for these, the opening credits are of them making the robots. It's like the machinery. It looks like it's sewing it. And it's beautiful. They got the classic music, the one you just heard, and it's it's glorious. It's 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 like a it's what are those guys that. Do the orchestras and the little sticks. Whatever the fuck they're called. I can't think right now. I've done too many of these episodes in a row here. Okay, so this one is um, starts off with Bernard Lowe, who's Jeffrey Wright. He's questioning Dolores Abernathy, who's Evan Rachel Wood, about what she thinks about life, her, if she gets bored with the day-to-day, she, what she thinks about the guests, and if she ever questions her reality. I think that's like their, their question they ask them all the time. Do you ever question your reality? I think it's to keep them in check, because it seems like this is a continuation of the, of the actual... Westworld movie, 
Because it is, they said the park's been open for 30 years. So I think they're actually continuing this for the most part. Or as far as I can tell. That's all I can say. So James Marsden arrives in town. He's Teddy Flood. He arrives on the train. Um, the sh- he, he walks in. The sheriff is there. And he's like pointing at a wanted poster. He's like, I'm looking for Hector Escaton or whatever. And it's he's like, you there. How about you? And he's like, not today, sheriff. <laughs> and keeps walking, James Marsden. And it's like, it reminds me of like a Red Dead Redemption Rockstar type game, like Grand Theft Auto, where it's just like uh, you're walking around and people offer you jobs, and that doesn't fucking happen in real life. That does not happen at all. I've never once been offered a job that wasn't a blowjob by a stranger. That was a homeless man asking me for a blowjob. It's just never fucking happened. Nobody's like, hey, how about you? Do you want to go to collect the banker and, the, and get the uh, old safe out? And It never fucking happens. I live in Arizona, too. It's never happened. It just doesn't happen. It's, it's nonsense. So it, it feels more like a rock star game. Like, like, seriously, like Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto or one of those quest games where, you, where you're supposed to go out and, and talk to the town folk and see what jobs you can get done. It's just, it's strange. It's very strange. Anyway, the, um, they show this pony-faced vampire hooker named Clementine, and she goes for Teddy because he's in the bar. He's in the whorehouse. And then Thandie Newton comes out and plays Maeve Mill- Millay or something like that. Maeve, Maeve Millay, I guess, is her fucking name. I don't know. She owns the bar. It's her, it's her whorehouse. I don't know if you consider those whorehouses or bars or if it's just a both thing, both scenario. I don't know. I guess she owns both. She owns the badges in it, too. So um, Teddy rides off with Dolores after he gives her a can. I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's just, they're in like a weird repetition mode, but we'll get there. Um, they're watching the cattle. They're loving it. Oh, they're talking about how much they love each other and how she knew he'd come back. And then he did. And they go back to her house, and her fucking parents are murdered. And Teddy runs off after to find out what happened. He kills the guys that are killing the parents. And then uh, Ed Harris pops out. He's the man in black. That's his name in this show. And he, sh- he gets shot by Teddy because he just lets Teddy shoot him, and then the bullets don't do anything to him. And then you're like, oh, the man in black's human. I get it. And then he, he shoots Teddy, and then Teddy dies. <laughs> and then uh, you're like, oh, well, there goes that character. I guess, I guess he's dead. I don't know. Did they bring him in for one episode? And he takes Dolores into the shed, but they don't show what happens. So you're like, what the... I, I, I watched this. I was like, what the fuck was that all about? They didn't show what happened. That was strange. Um, the next day, you see that Teddy's on the train again, and it's just starting over, and you're like, oh, he's a robot. He's a robot. Goddamn robot. And then it also pulls back. The camera kind of pulls back, and you see that just you see this weird like 3D map that they're doing, and then you, basically they can pull up whatever they want in Westworld. It's very futuristic looking. They can kind of shape, move it, and zoom in on things. It's very strange. And you kind of see like their studio that the, all these little scientist guys are working with, and it's it's they're working on animals and people. Um, one on it's it's like one on one. It's not like the science lab like in the movie. It's more like a weird one on one therapist office slash interrogation room. They sit they sit the person the, the robot not person naked in a chair and then they go, don't you tell me what happened and like they just question them. And I'm like, why do they gotta be naked? I know it's HBO. It's not TV. It's HBO guys. But why do they gotta be naked? That's just strange, right? And just. I want to question who you are and what you think, but first I want to see some some robot titty, robot titty. Sounds like a medicine, robot titty. Um, but yeah, they question them one at a time. It's very strange. Um, where was I? 
They reveal that uh, Robert Ford, who's Anthony Hopkins, he put he put an update in the robot without telling anybody, uh, they because they see this the the uh, pointy faced vampire hooker um, Clementine what was her name? <laughs> yeah, Clementine. I, I actually got that right. Clementine Pennyfeather. That's a great name, right? That she uh, she does this subtle thing that they didn't know about, so they think that Robert Ford did it and didn't tell anybody because he's kind of the boss. And then uh, Jeffrey Wright leaves the room. And then the fucking girl, her name's Elsie, she kisses the hooker. And I'm like, the fuck? That's like, you don't kiss a hooker. That's that's rule number one with hookers. You don't do that, obviously, because they get weird diseases. It's just like nonstop cock going in and out of there. I'm, I hate to be so crass, but that's just what it is. Don't kiss that. Holy shit. Ugh, do they spray them down every night? I hope so. Um Security has to go out for some fucking reason. They want to collect people every night. I think at night they collect, like in the movie, they collect them, and then oh, everyone is dead. So I think that's what they're going to do. And then the security is led by Ashley Stubbs, who's played by Luke Hemsworth. He looks exactly like Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine, which is weird because Chris Hemsworth plays Chris Pine's dad in Star Trek, and that fucking threw me for a loop for a while. I couldn't get over that. He's like a right-in-the-middle mix between those two guys. Um, the overall leader, though, the like the the head honcho here, other than Robert Ford, I think Robert Ford owns the place, and he he has to have outside work, or outside person run the day to day operations because of money and blah blah blah. I don't know why they don't kind of they don't really say, as far as I can tell, they, not, they don't say it yet. It's Teresa Cullen. Um, she's kind of a bitch. I don't know what else to say about her. Anyway, we, they say. Uh, uh, while they're while the uh, security team's heading out, we see this room full of ones that, of the robots that just are just standing there and they're all wet and glistening. They look disgusting. I don't know what the fuck they're doing to them in there, but they're just standing there naked. And you're like, what the fuck? It's just like the ones that don't work. They put them in there. I don't. I don't like. Why don't you recycle them for parts or something? I don't like do, burn them. I don't know something better than standing them there creepily in a line. It's just there so that when they revolt, you have like a naked army. That's all it's gonna be. You just you're just making more obstacles for yourself. Go ahead and put them down. Just burn them. Do whatever you got to do. Melt them down. Make some furniture out of them. I don't give a shit. Do something. Don't just leave them there. It's it's no good. Um, so there's a guest couple. Humans. When I say guests, it's humans. They go they go hunting for Hector with the sheriff. And then while they're talking to the sheriff, they're like, we got to get back by sunset. My wife doesn't want to be out here. Basically, they accepted that mission that... Um, Teddy, James Marsden character, the one that Teddy went, no, thank you, and he kept walking, that mission from the video game I was talking about. They accepted that, basically, and they went hunting for Hector. The sheriff has a weird meltdown, like a glitch, and he's like, look, 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 and he looks like he's having a seizure, and then they keep showing the flies on the robots and how they don't react to him at all, and they don't hurt him, because they can't hurt flies. They can't even hurt a fly. <laughs> uh, do you get it? Do you get it? The show's going to make damn sure you get it. Um, anyway, back in the lab, um, this, they're sitting there talking to the, interviewing the sheriff and be like, what the fuck's wrong with him? This British guy who's from a completely different show. He seems like he's out of like an NCIS, CSI. Am I getting those shows names right? I don't watch that shit. One of those type of shows where he's just screaming at them in a British accent. He's like, mother, he's maybe swearing. So he's not in one of those shows, but he just seems like a completely different. He's in a different show and it, he's terrible. He's just terrible. He's played by Simon Quarterman. He just, yeah, oh my God, it's bad. He, he looks like he should fit more in Dexter than this show. He's screaming at him. I guess he's a writer, and he writes all these scenarios for the characters to live out. So basically, the whole Westworld is a 
thousands of like interlocking stories that a guest can fuck up at any time, but that's fine because they're built to do that. So if a guest kills somebody that's supposed to be part of the storyline, obviously that storyline is not going to happen. So it's just got to be like this crazy fucking web that I can't begin to fathom. So this guy, I understand he's a little high strung. I get it. Um, maybe calm down a little bit. Maybe uh, act like you're in this show. Um, anyway, Dolores' dad, who I cannot say en- enough nice things about. He's played by Lewis Hertham, um, great actor. He finds a pitcher below a rock, and he just scares the shit out of him. You don't see what it is yet, though. But he's sitting on the porch at night, and then uh, Dolores gets home. Dolores is having Rachel Wood. And she, she walks up to him. She's like, Dad, you all right? And he's like, shows her this picture. And it's this picture of a woman in New York City traffic, basically. She's, I think she's in, like, Times Square. And it's a car behind her. And he's like, what is this? And she's like, I don't see anything. And I was like, do you literally see nothing in the picture? Or are you just like, I don't know what that is. So it's nothing. Because the dad is freaked the fuck out. He's just, like, staring at it like, oh, my God. Anyway, the uh, man in black kidnaps a guy from the whorehouse. Um, at the same time, Walter, this guy named Walter, who was the guy who killed the Abernathys, the, the scenario before. He's killing everyone in the saloon. And he's pouring milk on them. It reminds me of this American Dad thing where, um, I mentioned this in the last episode, I think, where they have the robots and it's like this tearjerker. It's a, it's a James Bond ripoff. But they, they do robots and he's like, can't you give me a robot that can, it's a milk-proof robot. He's like, you're a madman with a lunatic's dream of a milk-proof robot. Great line. I don't know if you've seen the episode. If you haven't, go fucking watch it. Great episode. Anyway, if they drink milk, they blow up. But I thought that's what they're referencing because he drinks the milk and it pours out of his stomach because he got shot. He's a robot. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm off topic. I guess, but they reveal, they freeze frame, they freeze the actual robots, and then they walk into it, and it's the guys from the lab, and they're like, okay, why the fuck is he doing this? He's killing everybody. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Walter. He, he, uh, he does this, his storyline is no matter what, pretty much, he always dies in the mission, so he's kind of mad about it, I guess. And it's like, everything they say about this sort of stuff is, like, so interesting to me. I don't know why. It's like, I love the idea of them rewriting um, so a robot into a different storyline and then him like the, him or her the robot accessing that memory and being like wow what the f- wait what the f- wasn't I just like I love that I love that stuff I don't know why anyway the uh, man in black um, Ed Harris is has that guy that he kidnapped he's beating the shit out of him he's torturing him he looks brutal he lets him go he crawls away then he scalps the fucking guy because he's a psychopath apparently and then, uh, yeah, Dolores' dad is still on the porch the next morning. And she's like, you've been out here all day? And he's staring at the picture, and he's freaking the fuck out, and he tells her to leave. And he's like, hell is empty, and all the devils are here. And he whispers in her ear, and she's like, I'm going to get the mom, get the doctor. And she runs off. And I fucking love this guy's acting. I, it's just something about him is so interesting to me. His eyes, if his eyes were a person, I would, I would do anything for them. They are so beautiful. They are... Oh my God! You can see the you can see the ocean. You know you can hear the ocean in, in shells. Uh, you could see the ocean in his eyes, and you will you will know your future if you stare into them long enough. He is just a beautiful, beautiful eyed man. <sighs> I'm in love. So these people show up in town with blankets on them. They're walking you know, on horses, and then they proceed to massacre everybody in town. And they shoot Teddy, and Dolores is all clutching him. They grab the safe from the whorehouse. And then, uh, what's her name? Maeve, Maeve, whatever the fuck you say her name, Thanny Newton. She shoots a couple of them in the back of the head. 
Um, and that random citizen from before that was hunting Hector walks out of nowhere after Hector's like, oh, he did it. And he lights up a cigar and he's like, he killed everyone in town. All for it to end because a random citizen shoots him in the back of the head. And then he shoots his partner, this girl, this blonde girl. And then um, well, that night when they're kind of like, oh, they're all like, they have the body up in the coffin. And it's like, don't, you know, warning, this will happen to you if you try to kill us and fuck with us. Everyone's laughing at him. And they show Dolores still crying over Teddy. And who knows how many fucking hours it's been. It might have been like six hours later. Who, nobody knows. They're robots. They don't, I don't know if they can tell time that well. But the Elise girl from earlier, who's like a foul-mouthed scientist lady, she shows up in costume, in like in you know Old West costume, and just like comforts Dolores. I'm like, what the fuck is her plan? What is she for? What is she doing? Why is she here? I don't understand what she's doing. She's just wandering amongst them? What the fuck for? It feels like she's a part of whatever evil is happening. I don't know. I don't really like her character that much because she's just like, if I swear, that means I have character. Fuck. Motherfuck, actually. Yeah, I said it. Motherfuck. That's right. I have character now. It's just like, it feels a little forced. I don't know. Again, it's out of Dexter. I feel like Dexter I had a problem with because it felt like they just had characters be rough just because, you know, that's how some people are, so that's how our characters are all going to be. It felt like every character on Dexter was written by the same person. You know what I mean? They all felt like the exact same person. Really bothered me. So, um... Ford is in this in this room. He's interviewing Peter Abernathy, and it's this really interesting scene where he's changing him back and forth between like his previous configurations, and he's just like, because the current one's like crying and like not understanding things and scared, and he's like, "Can you access your previous configuration?" He's like, "Yeah, I can do that." And uh, oh, I I protect my farm. I I, I build my farm. I, I rustle my cattle. I take care of my wife and my daughter Dolores. She's my life. She's the reason I'm alive. I have to warn her. And he starts freaking out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this fucking actor so much. And he's like, what's your itinerary? And he's like, to meet my maker. He's like, well, you're in, you're in luck. What do you want to say to me? He's like, oh, I like that. And he quotes Shakespeare. And then Ford kind of figures out that it's because he used to be, this, this robot used to be used as a professor character. That's why he knows Shakespeare, because a farmer would have no fucking earthly right to knowing Shakespeare, because farmers don't need to learn, Okay. I don't know what the fuck they're going with that, but I guess he has some sort of retained knowledge. Jeffrey Wright mentioned it before where like they kind of have a retained, like a subconscious, but not really. They can access like the scientist guys can access it via some commands, but there's they didn't think that the robots could access it. How about you just don't let your robots access that shit ever? Just give it make it shut off if it's not part of their current program, because why not? But I guess they wanted it to be part of like a improv thing, like this improvised dialogue, so they seem more realistic to the to the paying customer. And considering in the 1974 movie, 1973 movie, it was one thousand dollars to visit this fucking place per day. I can't imagine what it is now. It's probably twenty five hundred dollars per day, and that's fucking insane. That's insanity. That's so much money. Anyway, that's neither here nor there because they don't really say. They don't really get into the. Uh, the economics of, of visiting this place like Disneyland. But this episode is coming to an end because he reveals um, the actor that I like, um, Peter Abernathy, reveals to Ford what he says to his he said to his daughter before she freaked out and left. He said, these violent delights have violent ends. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. And he's 
He's scared. He doesn't know why, though. The um, the next morning, she wakes up. Um, Dolores Abernathy, that is. Um, she wakes up, goes downstairs. Her dad's on the porch. Totally different robot, though. She, you know, she just gets programmed and not ever notice that stuff, I guess. Maybe they reprogrammed her in the night. I don't know. They don't really say. You just kind of make it assume that they did. And um, her dad, her old dad, that is, the actor that I like, and the guy that plays Walter, the guy that killed everybody, they, they're put away in the, that castaway room where they're all naked and glistening. And it's like they cover them in viscous fluids and, like, all right, now they're locked in the dark and that's all they do. Like, turn them off. Just turn them off. I don't know why you got to. I know you don't have to, but why not? I don't, I don't get the point of leaving them in there all ready to go when you're done with them and you call, you know, they, you call them done. They're like, oh, well, he's done. Fuck it. Let's sit him in the corner and just leave him on. Because why not? Because then they'll have an army if they revolt like they've uh, already established that they will. Anyway, the man in the black, man in black, um, is following, is that Harris? He's following the map on the inside of that guy's scalp. That's why he scalped him. And I was like, why did he know that was there? I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure it out. He's looking for a, he wants to see how deep this game goes. He talks about like the next level. I guess you you can keep going in this world. He says he's been going there for 30 years. He wants to keep going in this world and see how far it leads. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I assume they're going to get to that. I wonder what the fuck that means. Then they cut to Dolores out on her porch talking to her dad. And she's sitting there and she's like, Staring off into nothingness, kind of like, huh, thinking. And then a fly lands on her, and she swats it. And I was like, oh. That was the end of the episode. I'm like, oh, they harmed a fly. I get it. I get it, show. It's not TV. It's HBO. I get it. Ah. And then there ain't no grave plays because Ed Harris is named Man in Black, and so is Johnny Cash. Get it? Do you get it more more that subtle, subtle referencing that, that this show is going to be known for? Um. It sounds like I'm making fun of it, but I totally love this show. This is my new favorite show, by the way. This is what Lost should have been. Lost was a very promising piece of real estate <laughs> that quickly um, went down the fucking, just went down the goddamn toilet. It just like, I like all of Lost. Don't get me wrong. Like Lost, one of my favorite shows. But it could have been amazing. But instead, it's like, that's pretty good. Lost. There's some, I mean, there's like a season where they're just in fucking animal cages, and I hated it. But other than that, I was like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Everyone got mad at the end of Lost, but I love the end of Lost. Um, but this show, it's it's everything it should have been. It's it's raising really deep questions and answering them in a you know relatively short amount of time. Lost had a problem where they would raise 15 questions and answer one and a half per episode. So the next episode, they would raise 15 more questions and answer one and a half. And you're like, oh, my God. But the, uh, come on. No. What? And this one's like kind of, it's explaining it to you as you need to know. It's actually well written. It's not, I felt like Lost was getting too far ahead of itself. It was running while tripping. And this show is like um, walking at a brisk pace. But it's not, it's, not, it's like I need to be walking at this pace and I can maintain this pace. And here's, you know, my traction's good, my footing's good, I'm not going to stumble at all, I'm going to keep walking at this pace, because this is what I'm paced out to be. Unlike the fucking Westworld movie that I watched, which was a gigantic, it was an enormous, gigantic, slow-moving turd. I actually talked about Westworld and Future World so much today, I can barely fucking speak right now, and I apologize. It's going to be much better from here on out. 
I'm just like at a loss for words. I'm forgetting what words are, and like I'm like out of thinking them, and I'm like, I just can't, and I'm getting mad, and I'm blaming the Future World movie because that. I had to describe that movie for 30 minutes and it fucking ruined my brain. And I'm very angry at it right now because it was so terrible. That was a terrible movie. Don't watch it. I should have said that before the episode, but not after it. And at the end of the next episode, what the fuck's wrong with me? Anyway, guys, uh, that's the end of the episode. Pretty good episode. I really enjoy this show so far, like I said. I really hope it continues to be great. A show doesn't need to be amazing 100% of the time. There are some slow moments in Breaking Bad, and I think it's a great show. Some, some slow moments in The Wire, and that's a great show, too. I just It has to be interesting enough to carry itself, and doing only 10 episodes is the right thing to do. It's the right thing. It really is. Game of Thrones is only 10 episodes per season. That's the right thing to do. It's It's perfect. It's not doing too much where it's American Horror Story, where it's just like, and we got to have some filler episodes and some filler characters that don't don't connect to anything else. So here we go. Throw that in. Call it good. 13 episodes. Like, no, how about we have really solid 10 episodes? Keep it shorter and tighter. Tautness. Tautness. Come on. Come on, guys. Um, anyway, guys, go to LAWstudies.com. Check out all the shows. And make sure you subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland. On YouTube, youtube.com slash loitering at Wonderland. Subscribe, please. Rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. And Satchel Podcast Player, donate some fucking money to us because we are money-hungry motherfuckers and we want your money. I'm talking like that one girl and that one guy in the show. We're from Dexter. They're not really from the show Dexter. They just sound like they're from the show Dexter. I hope that made that clear. Um, what the fuck am I rambling about? I'm going to head out of here. So, guys, check out LAWstudios.com. Seriously, do it. I would love you. And you will try to masturbate there. It's fun. I don't know. It's worth a try. It's no, it's no robot. You know, you know, it's not a robot you can bust in. Anyway, guys, until next time. And in the meantime, so long, citizens of Westworld. Bye.